I'm Kaylee Arrett, and you're listening to episode 11 of Me When I'm Free. Who is this me when I'm free, and why does it even matter? This is the question that has spurred me on for years now. It's led me down some dark roads of healing and up joyful mountains of calling and to this moment, right now, still on the journey and inviting you to join me. If it really is true that the glory of God is man or woman fully alive, then it would appear that God would want this even more than we do. But why? Why is this important to him? Doesn't he have more important things to attend to than whether or not we know ourselves and what we have to bring to the world? These are some of the questions I want us to explore together each week through a simple story, a few moments of reflection, and space to pray. Join me, friend. It's just that I feel as if there is a target way out there that I'm shooting for, but then God keeps moving the target. I was meeting with Christine, my spiritual director, attempting to put into words the frustration I felt about my failed attempts to discover my calling. I spoke the words with all of the emotion that the past years had accumulated in my search for who I am and what gifts I have to offer. It had been a couple of years since I first began this journey of wondering who I am when I'm free. At first, there had been a great deal of promise. I had a sense that I was on the edge of discovery, that there was some big thing right around the corner that God was calling me to, and I was eager to find it. I engaged in meaningful risk and meaningful action freely and fully. I had grappled with the idea of surrender and felt I was truly willing to do whatever God asked. I attended retreats, participated in a week-long relational healing training, engaged with my pastor, as well as leaders from other diverse churches. I helped start two different prayer groups and led worship nights. I spent many hours talking with my husband about the learnings of this journey. And yet, a couple of years in, and I still had more questions than answers about calling and vocation, All I knew was that I had a deep passion to take up my role in the kingdom of God, but instead, it often felt as though God was dangling the ever-elusive carrot of calling in front of my nose. Each time I thought I had found the big thing to which I was called, there was some sort of obstacle in the way that kept me from grabbing hold. Ultimately, I began to wonder if maybe all this longing was my own making and not God's, and maybe I should just be satisfied with an ordinary life. That would be so much simpler. 
What if, Christine spoke thoughtfully, carefully, what if instead of imagining that there is a target somewhere out there that you are aiming toward, you gathered all of those arrows of calling that you've been shooting in recent years and imagine that the target was found by leaning back into your heart and the ways God has designed you. In that moment, I found myself snatching up the target in the far-off field of my imagination and holding it close, clutching it to my chest, the bullseye directly over my heart. Instead of shooting my arrows of longing toward an unfamiliar, distant destination, I simply let the target rest. This image burned within me. What if the me I want to be is found not by aiming forward, but by leaning back? What if my calling is to be the fullest, most wholehearted version of the me that I am? I had just finally come to peace with being accepted in the beloved as I am. But I still believe that there was a purpose out there that I needed to fulfill in order to play a role in God's kingdom. In fact, the more accepted by God that I felt, the more my heart burned to live into my calling. But what if I was doing just that? It was months later, after having this conversation with Christine, that I came across this quote from Emily P. Freeman in her book, A Million Little Ways, Uncover the Art You Were Made to Live. She writes, Our passions aren't the goal, but they are signposts, like arrows pointing to our center. Here is the path to the deepest part of who you are, how you are made, the poetry of your soul. There were those little arrows again, pointing me toward wholeheartedness, the deepest part of who I am. Maybe God was simply calling me to keep shooting the arrows. Parker Palmer writes in his book, Let Your Life Speak. Discovering vocation does not mean scrambling towards some prize just beyond my reach, but accepting the treasure of true self I already possess. Growing up in the church and in Christian school and then Christian college, I had often heard that calling meant going where God told you to go and doing what God told you to do. It was that definition that indeed led me to many places, including to the other side of the world as a missionary teacher for a couple of years right out of college. It was an incredible experience and also led me to change my vocation immediately upon returning to America, recognizing it was not what I was called to do. Is it possible that calling is less about going out there and more about coming home to God and to our truest self? What if calling is simply a response to God's invitation to know Him and myself better. Maybe my desire to live into my gifting is less about me and more about God's desire to allow his glory to be reflected in me. 
growing up, my dad liked to ask me and each of his six kids as they headed out the door for any number of school functions or sporting events, some variation of this question. Kaylee, why do we play soccer? And I would somewhat begrudgingly answer, to glorify God, Dad. It's possible my 16-year-old self would have preferred to respond with, because it's fun and my friends are there, Dad. I wonder if I would have responded more wholeheartedly if I understood that God absolutely is glorified by our joy and fun and friendship. They were both his idea, and I can't think of a more beautiful way to reflect his glory than a joy-filled community. Emily P. Freeman goes on to write in a million little ways, you are an image bearer, and that is not about you becoming famous or important or promoted, but about you becoming more fully yourself for the glory of God. And when you are fully yourself, everyone benefits. Friend, we live in the expression of our gifting as a reflection of God's glory, which leads not only to our flourishing, but the flourishing of others. Our calling is not truly about us. It is about our rescuer who sets us free to flourish, to live and love fully, to life abundant and wholehearted. And so today, friend, I leave you with these questions and some space to reflect. If it's helpful, I invite you to grab a journal to jot these thoughts down and ponder them throughout the week. Question one, what would it be like to consider your calling as an invitation to become fully yourself. Maybe the idea of calling is unfamiliar to you, or maybe, like me, you've given it a great deal of thought. Either way, notice what stirs as you consider this question. Question two. Frederick Buechner has said, your calling is where your own greatest joy intersects with the needs of the world. Take a moment to imagine what brings you joy and how it might meet the world's need. If you're unsure what your greatest joy is, ask God to show you. Then, would you take a moment to reflect with me and maybe even journal Ephesians 1, 18 and 19. I'm reading it in the message translation. I ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning and knowing him personally, your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he is calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, can you help us see the unique ways you have created us to reflect your glory well? And may our hearts grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life you have for your followers. It is in your strong name we pray. Amen.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Me When I'm Free. I hope you'll continue to join me on this journey toward wholeness. I'd love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here. And if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. If you'd like to connect throughout the week, you can find me at Kaylee Arrett on Facebook and Instagram or at KayleeArrett.com. And if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast and I'd be delighted if you left a review. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week.